guys, welcome to the Donna and Steve Show, Hump Day Edition on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. And Steve is out. Steve is under the weather today, so he's going to take care of himself, and we're going to just hold down the fort. Yeah! Yeah, girl! Hump derp! You know it! So, here's the sitch. Normally, on Wednesdays, we do a little, you know, we've got some gaming going on. We've got the College of Pop Culture Knowledge that comes up at 1030 and then at 11.30, we play a game called, um, oh my gosh, whose voice is it anyway, where uh, Mike puts together some clues with celebrity voices, and then we have to guess the celebrity. So since Steve isn't here, we're just going to grab people in the office. We'll grab Bradley. Maybe we'll grab Dawn. I don't know. Maybe we'll pull you in, Holly. I fully support this because I do the same thing. I did that <laughs> right. to you yesterday. Yes, which is I, fine. Yeah, where I was like, please, can you guys play weekly trivia face-off this Friday? And you're like, ah. And I was like, what's the topic? And the topic this week, mm. Disney animals. <laughs> I know, Tom. And I'm like, I, Okay. <laughs> All right, I might do better than I expect, but I, as far as like current stuff from 1990 on, like that's current. <laughs> it's my current. Yeah. I am no good. I am useless. So if Steve is feeling better, I'll be here to root him on. I want to give you a positive little note for this Friday's trivia. Okay. One, Trivia Mafia, who writes all the questions, they do a great job with context clues. Meaning- okay. You can listen to the question, and you'll be able to figure it out inside the question, the way it is worded. Yes. Okay. Second, (laughs) a lot of these questions are from Disney animals that appeared on screen pre nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. So you're saying there's a chance? I sure am. (laughs) Okay. Good. 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 All right. And is Jason in, or are we taking on Alexis Uh, and? You're going to be taking on Alexis and Leah, because I'm going to be running the game. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. Woo. All right. Then uh, also be listening today again at 1030 and 1130 for our games. That'll be very exciting. Uh, I know. Are we supposed to get a little snow today? I hear that. Did you know Monday storm brought up to nine inches in southwestern Minnesota? It was intense. We got a little light dusting here. I think we're supposed to get snow, but here's the deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some snow coming. I don't think that there's going to be significant accumulation in the Twin Cities. Okay. But then the switch is going to get flipped. It's that bargain that we always have to do this time mm-hmm. of year. Mm-hmm. Do we want it cold or do we want snow? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Do we want <laughs> some sliver of sun? Donna, I am so... We I, need sun. I, <laughs> I can't take it's it It's so anymore. depressing. It's like... Four o'clock, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll go to bed. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's only four o'clock. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to stare at this wall a little while longer. But this Sunday and next week, we do get the sun back, but the trade-off is the high is negative one. That's okay. We got to do it. That's why we buy nice coats. That's right. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get through that. A little bit of snow is nice. Like the way it is right now, it's just a little, you know, you can see a little white. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I get it. There are people who like sports and who like doing all, but there are people who like ice fishing. So yeah, bring in the cold for them. That's right. Anyway. Get those crappies.
So uh, Steve is out, like I said, so we're going to make do without him. In the meantime, I saw this um, story about Elon Musk. Did you see this like new Panther graphic that he's got on Twitter slash X? I have now. <laughs> it, I mean, OK, I, so oh. it's this animated Panther. Um, it's kind of like this little hype video. And it's this computer animated panther, and it is getting roasted on his own social media. Here's the noise. Okay, let's hear it. That goes along with it. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. This is this is the this is the visual and sonic equivalent, Donna, of a button up Dragon Ball Z shirt. That some guy bought at Hot Topic oh, in no. 2003. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's wow. That's good, Holly. That's really good. If this smelled, it smells like Axe body spray. This <laughs> 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 people. People are saying. Listen to what they're saying. It's hilarious. Uh, the bowling alley TVs when you get a strike. <laughs> Another person said he paid 44 billion dollars for this. Another person said, Elon has the same taste as a teenage Call of Duty YouTuber circa 2015. Nailed it. Another person said, 10-year-old YouTube gaming channel intro from 2012. Mm -hmm. It's very much like that. And I think he does have a little bit of that in him, you know? A little bit? Uh, Okay, a lot of bit. A lot of it. (laughs) He is that. He is that 10-year-old YouTube gamer in 2012. Yeah, like, why does he, like, he keeps trying to enhance something that doesn't really need enhancing. It might, it might need a little controlling, but it doesn't need this. Is enhancing the right word that we're applying to this hype Not video? really. This is cringe. It's so cringe, you guys. Oh. We will, uh, we'll have Mike link this up for everybody at mytalk1071.com on the uh, Donna and Steve show page. So definitely look for that. Yeah, I think I've made some positive life choices by not engaging on Twitter very much anymore. Same. It's just not the same anymore. No. It's not fun. You know, I'll go on every now and then and go, let me just see what's trending or what's going on. And other than that, I'm just like, oh, I know. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Hey, I heard you mention the, uh, is it the SAG Awards that are being announced at noon today? Yeah. So the SAG Awards are going to be announced. Nominees, uh, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, fun. are going to be announcing the nominees. So we'll, of course, read them live here at my talk. But right now, we just got to hold tight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I know the um, 2024 Critics' Choice Awards are going to be this Sunday. Um, and you could watch those, uh, let's see, on da, 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 CW. Oh, yeah. They're going to C- be on the CW. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, um, Hulu plus live TV, I believe, is another place that you can watch it if you have the Hulu plus live bundle. Um, you can watch it there. But the, see, these are some of the ones that I like to watch. Like the Critics' Choice, the SAG Awards. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're more of the um, industry. They feel more industry exclusive. Sure. Yeah. It, well, because the SAG Awards, it's just the union get together. Exactly. You know, they're just hanging out, being buddies. And totally. the thing about the SAG Awards, it's the union, the actors voting on performances by their fellow actors. Correct. And the Critics' Choice is like, hey, 
we watch these movies. We have opinions on them, and we're going to vote about it. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to that. We can uh, maybe do a little rundown of the critics, uh, the big um, nominees for the Critics' Choice Awards when we come back momentarily. Also, I want to tell you, Prime Video is uh, going to be including ads for all tiers of subscribers. We'll tell you about that, too, uh, when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Hey, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant and a message about how social media posts can be used against you in a personal injury case. Now, I know it's probably the last thing you're thinking about after something like an accident. Um, But let's face it, these days it is like just the norm to post about things that happen to you, whether they're good or bad. But here's the thing I learned from Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve as far as a settlement goes. Your social media post, they can take that and twist it and, uh, you know, present it out of context. And that includes both words and pictures. The thing is, you've only got one shot at winning your injury claim. So you got to be really careful with your post. And if you have been in an accident that results in an injury, don't wait. Schedule a free consultation with Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. These guys are awesome. You'll find them very easily at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve is out. He's a little under the weather today. Hopefully he'll uh, recover and be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts filling in. Thank you for uh, stepping up for us. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, we love having you. Uh, Critics' Choice Awards are um, this Sunday. And uh, I thought it would be... I I haven't really looked at who's nominated for what, etc., etc. And I thought it would be cool to look at the... um, the biggest categories, um, the you know, like the top four, actor, actress, best picture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, let's see how many of these you've seen. I, I've only seen a handful, I think. I am way behind on my major motion picture watching for the year. I am too. Oh. I'm normally not this far behind, though. But uh, here's what we've got. Let's just start with the biggie, best picture. American Fiction. Haven't seen. No. Barbie. Yes, have seen that. Liked it. Yeah. Uh, the Color Purple, have not seen. Nope. Holdovers, want to see. Uh-huh. Killers of the Flower Moon, probably won't see. Streaming on Friday, Donna. Oh, So you can yay. control your own bathroom breaks All on right. Apple TV+. Plus. I love it. I might wait a week because I'm still reading the book. Okay. 
Which is taking as long as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there someday. Yeah, I someday I will. Yeah. Um, Maestro, which you and I just recently saw. Yep. Oppenheimer. Did, did you see Oppenheimer? I did. What'd you think? I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah. I thought, uh, yeah. I was like, that was a movie. That was a major motion picture. Okay. I got to put that on the list. Past Lives is nominated for Best Picture. Have not seen that. Poor Things. Want to see it. Want to see it, too. And Saltburn, which we also just recently saw. I just watched it uh, yesterday. Ooh, so it's fresh in your mind. It is fresh in my mind. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, Donna. We'll discuss at 9.30. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we've got Best Actor nominees for Critics' Choice Awards this Sunday. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Leo for Killers of the Flower Moon. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, uh, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. You know, I ju- I'm just now starting to see, like, um, promos for American Fiction. I think it's one of those movies that gets a small release in the fall so that they can be eligible for these kind of things, for these awards. Got it. And then they eventually get that wide release later on in the year got it mm-hmm. all right um best actress lily gladstone who won the uh, golden globe for killers of the flower moon uh sandra hewler for anatomy of a fall greta lee for past lives carrie mulligan and maestro very good yes. Mar- margot robbie for barbie and emma stone for poor things um yeah, I can't even like really express an opinion other than I am really curious to see if Killers of the Flower Moon is going to be huge. I don't think so. You don't? I think that this is the year of Oppenheimer. Yeah. I really do because yes. for a number of reasons. One, it's a big movie. Literally a big movie. It was made with IMAX. Right. Christopher Nolan has become a champion for the movie business. He's one of those guys that's like, you need to get your butt to the movie theater. Good point. You need to see my major movie. I'm not putting it on streaming. You have to buy the Blu-ray, all this kind of stuff. So he's a big champion for the industry. And I think that Hollywood really likes that because guess what? They've kind of had a tough year. Great point. Yeah. Great point. And it is, it's <clears throat> good. I mean, it is, it is really big cinema. And so I get why people want to celebrate it. And I think it's a really good movie. So I'm not, it's no diss against Oppenheimer. I think, I thought it was really great. And I left the movie theater thinking about it. And that's, okay, all right. when I leave a movie thinking about it, I'm like, okay. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Even if it wasn't great, you're still mulling over it. And that was one of those movies for me this year. Okay. Good to know. Um, notably absent from the Critics' Choice Awards nominations are, uh, let's see, Natalie Portman for May, December. Annette Benning for Nyad, which I saw and loved. Um, let's see, Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, that's for uh, Best Actress, by the way. Anatomy of a Fall is um, in Best Picture. Willem Dafoe for Poor Things and Best Supporting Actor. And also, they're calling it a shocking snub. This is coming from Entertainment uh, Weekly for Taraji P. Henson for her brilliant work in The Color Purple. Despite the film earning an ensemble nomination, I guess. Yeah. Uh, looking at that Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. category. So we got Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks for The Color Purple, oh. America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, Julianne Moore, May, December, and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Hmm. 
So it's like, okay, well, we picked one performance from some of these movies and we're going to honor that. And then maybe we didn't honor the other one. Right. Now, I will say, I think I have seen May, December and Julianne Moore. I think her performance was a little stronger than Natalie Portman. So I don't find that particularly shocking. Got it. That Natalie Portman wasn't nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. I am a little surprised by not saying she didn't do a great job. America Ferreira. She had that speech. The speech was she had killer. The speech. She had the monologue. It was almost like a gift to her. Here, yeah. make this work. Take this. Get a nomination. There you go. But I think that it's going to be Divine Joy Randolph's year for the holdovers. But I haven't seen the movie. Donna, you and I want to watch it. I know. And she's supposed to be incredible in it. So I, I think just, watch out for her. I want it to come to streaming right, right now. Well, selfishly, yeah, I want to sit on my couch. Exactly. And I wanna, <laughs> you want to know, Holly? Holly, I got to tell you yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I have never sat on a couch. Do you have a spot? Like, do you have your own area? You know how when you're growing up, everyone has their own seat at the table. Yeah. You know, like, oh, no, that's where I sit. You just it just happens. Yeah. And then it's yours. So I have a spot on the couch and so does my roommate. And I had friends visiting recently and they went to sit on the couch and they were like, wow, what's wrong with your couch? And then they move over a cushion and it's like high and firm. It is almost like a balloon that has been deflated because that's how much I have sat on my couch for the past eight years since I've worked here. Have you ever flipped your cushion? I flipped it, but it doesn't make a difference now. Yeah, you're just sunk. Oh, yeah. Sunk. I have butt divots on my side of the couch. <laughs> I don't know what to and, do. And the decorative pillows are so slouchy right now because right. I use them for back support. It's like, oh, I can't have anybody come and see this. Same. They're going to look at my threadbare couch, my pillows. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really embarrassing. Like, my the backrest, which is kind of got like a pointy thing that comes out because it fits into... You know, it's a sectional, okay, and it fits into that one spot. It is deformed. I don't know how to, like, puff it up. So I have been trying to find, um, I've been trying to find a place that will re- replace the innards, the the cushions. Yeah, that will refluff your pillow. Correct. And I have had no luck. I've gone to, like, Macy's where I bought my couch, and they're like, oh, you could try this place in Ridgefield or wherever. And then I look it up and it looks like they are no longer in business. And I'm like, so I went to like Joanne Fabrics. Yeah. And I bought like a couple of like cushy things that I thought I can, you know, yeah. kind of jury rig. You're going to DIY. Yes, it. exactly. So I'll let hey, you know how that goes. There's old tutorials on this, Donna. You can find out how to stuff your cushion. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Or at you- least to raise it. Yeah, you just need... Some polyfill, a little spray adhesive. Oh, I need spray adhesive. Apparently, according to this tutorial, I don't know. Don't I don't trust me with any kind of DIY. Same. I can't even sew a button on a shirt. Yeah, it's, 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 a, little it's a little iffy yikes. for me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, I'm going to do that. I didn't even think to go to YouTube. Thank you for yeah. that. All right, when we come back, let's talk about uh, two movies we both saw, Saltburn and Maestro. We'll get to that when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Hey, it's Donna for Blaze Credit Union. Here's the deal. Spire and Highway Credit Unions, they merged on January 1st of this year. And so now it's called Blaze. I happen to be a member of Blaze. I'm a blazer uh, because they've got loans where you can borrow for any purpose. For example, Blaze finances newer used vehicles. And I'll tell you what, they get those loans done pretty darn fast. 
Blaze also has extended warranty plans with much better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. Blaze has home loans, home equity loans. They've got free checking. There are no monthly maintenance fees. Plus, all Blaze credit cards give back 0.25% of your purchases to our local community. In fact, the program, uh, since it started... Blaze has given back nearly $2 million. Uh, Like I said, I'm a member of Blaze, and you can be too. There are 26 branches across Minnesota, and you can find the location nearest you at blazecu.com. Blaze is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve is out today. He's a little under the weather. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, Holly Roberts, filling in for Steve. Hey. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. That is going to be me and Mike after uh, you take off at 10 o'clock. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's like um, uh, mom and dad aren't home. Oh, yeah. No, it's no, not no, like that. No, it's like the no, kids no. are out of the house. Yeah, thank you. That's more appropriate. <laughs> Way more appropriate, Donna. Exactly. Okay, so we both watched a couple of movies. Let's start with Maestro. Yes. Uh, Maestro is basically the story of um, conductor, songwriter, right? But Leonard Bernstein, who um, was played by Bradley Cooper. It's really about, I feel like it's about his marriage and his public life versus his private life, sort of. Kind of. Yeah. So this is uh, the big biopic. Bradley Cooper, like you said, playing Leonard Bernstein, Carrie Mulligan playing his wife, Felicia. And it interweaves their mm, complicated personal relationship with his career. Yeah, he was a composer. He wrote On the Town Day, uh, 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 you know, Dancing Sailors, <laughs> yes. West Side Story. Uh, he was a conductor, too. Uh, very accomplished in his professional life. Complicated personal life. And so this movie uh, tells that story. Yes. Yeah. And, and it tells it in a, it, I mean, it's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's a very artistic presentation especially in the beginning yes it's very artsy the way they present and the way they the the story is told and then it kind of falls into a more traditional storytelling kind of thing and then it goes at one point it turns from black and white to color and i'm not even sure at what point that happens Uh, i i I bet i bet it's significant but you know in watching the movie i couldn't recall when it changed i would say probably a about a third of the way move uh, into the movie when it really starts to get into the marriage of Leonard and Felicia. That makes sense. Because in the beginning, the movie starts in black and white when Leonard Bernstein is an up-and-coming conductor and he really wants to be great. And he's in a relationship with somebody else and that somebody else is a guy named David Oppenheim played by Matt Bomer. And so they're in a relationship with each other. Yeah. And he's on one trajectory with his life. And then he meets this woman, Felicia, at a party thrown by his sister, Shirley, who's played by Sarah Silverman. Right. Very not on brand for her. I know. It was, it was a little jarring to see her. Yeah. So but I, it worked. It, it totally worked. I think she Sarah Silverman is a great dramatic actor when she gets the opportunity. So I think it does make that transition. But you're totally spot on, Donna. This movie wants to be a movie with a capital M. Yes. Oh, it wants to be arty. It wants to be thoughtful. All the things. It wants to be epic. It wants to be all the things, which objectively, 
Maestro is all those things. And you can celebrate all of those things and understand that everyone did a great job making this movie. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was actually watching Leonard Bernstein on camera. Like I, you know, whenever you see a Bradley Cooper movie, you're like, oh, there's Bradley Cooper playing blah, blah, blah. This was unbelievable. His performance was fantastic. As thirsty as he is for an award. I, just somebody I mean, throw him a statue. Go to <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Boulevard and buy one of those little best actor things. And Bradley, honey, I, I, saw, I thought of you. And then I got you this. That being said, by the end of the film, I felt like I was completing a homework assignment. And I felt like it was a chore. Okay. Okay. See, now you're kind of putting into words how I was feeling. I'm like, I feel like I need to study, like... I can't exactly explain it, but that gets pretty close. I'm like, the performances? Oh, my gosh. Carrie Mulligan? Unbelievable. Yeah. She's a She is a great actress, and he's a great actor. And I, I feel like the film, the performances were better than the actual film. But I did learn something. Mm-hmm. I did learn. I, I didn't know a lot of this, you know, bisexuality and Leonard all that. Leonard Bernstein liked to do the cocaine. And the cocaine. The cocaine. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> which you see um, some pretty, uh, hey, it was the 70s in New York. Yes. Uh, but yeah, everything about this, it's a great looking movie. Well-directed film. Brilliantly acted. All of these things you can say about Maestro. But at the end of the day, I did not feel emotionally connected and it felt like I was like, is this done yet? Yeah. Are are we getting to, are we getting to the end? Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit of that. I, you know, and don't let your expectations kill the film. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I went in there expecting one thing and then it turned out to be another. And I was watching with my brother and he was like, this is not what I expected. Is this what you expected? I go, I, I guess not. You know, I didn't really think about my expectations, but I guess I was just picturing something different. But I I would say see the film. See it. It's, you know, it's worth seeing. Yeah. Clearly, Hollywood backs Bradley Cooper because this movie is produced by Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg. Right. So, and Bradley Cooper is a great filmmaker. I love to star as bored. Yeah, me too. Oh man, I did so ug- good. Didn't ugly cry at the end of that. I movie. know. Oh yeah, I know. It was so moving. Uh huh. So I think that this movie's going to get a lot of nominations, but I don't. The again, if you are in Hollywood and you go to Hollywood Boulevard, think of Bradley Cooper and buy him a little statue. And the next time you see him, <laughs> say, Bradley, we thought of you. Yeah, here's he, your award, it, honey. He deserves it, but you know there are so many good movies out there, and Killian Murphy. You yeah. know it's going to be tough to beat him. Look, that performance, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer as Oppenheimer is transformative. It, 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 the same as Bradley Cooper, where you're watching this film and you forget that you, yeah, that you are watching this actor play somebody else. It, did, yeah, did it feel like um because in the beginning of this film, I felt a little film noir, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how Oppenheimer is? Well, Oppenheimer does the black and white color thing. Oh, so they do the color, so, then they turn color so too. So they turn, well, they use, they flashback to a certain part of the story in Oppenheimer and it's filmed in black and white. Okay. And then they go to other parts of the story and then that part of the story is filmed in color. So they are using that color to tell parts of the story. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I so, kind of love that. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's a really um, effective technique. I love that really for them. Good. Like 
the Wizard I of Oz. I that for you. Yeah. Totally. All right. So that is Maestro with Bradley Cooper and um, and Carrie Mulligan. Now let's move on to Saltburn, which I got to tell you, I knew nothing about going in. I just, I just cold watched it. This is on Amazon Prime. Correct. And this movie's gotten a lot of hype on social media over the past couple of weeks since it's dropped on Amazon Prime. This movie, (laughs) written and directed by Emerald Fennell, she did Promising Young Woman. Did yes. you see that movie with Karen? I Mulligan? have not, but I want to. All right, so think We're putting about, it on the list. Put it on the list. Fun. Uh huh. So this movie is about a guy named Oliver, played uh, by Barry. I can never say his last Keegan? name. Keegan. Yeah, let's go with let's it. Let's go with Barry, that. Ke- Barry Keegan, and he plays an Oxford University student who's middle class, and he's not quite fitting into the social scene of the upper class kids at Oxford. And then he becomes friends with one of the aristocrats named Felix. They befriend each other. They bond over the course of the year at Oxford. And Felix invites Oliver to his estate, Saltburn, for the summer. And what an estate it is. Yeah, these are aristocrats, meaning like these guys are like related to Henry VIII. Yeah, they They, like live in a castle, Yeah, basically. Yeah, and so Felix is there with his sister, his cousin, and his parents. Oh, that kid's his cousin. Okay. It took me, I was waiting a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh And the cousin also goes to Oxford University and is kind of treats Oliver with a little sus. Yes. He's kind of like, well, what's your deal? We know uh, Felix likes to, you know, basically have his friend of the moment. Right. That he likes to treat to our aristocratic lifestyle. Meanwhile, the cousin is, has all his stuff paid for by the aristocratic family. We'll carry on. Anyway, yes, things happen, Donna. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, I got a text <laughs> message from a friend the other day. She's like, did you see Saltburn? And I'm like, I have not. And she was like, OK, just wa- make sure you watch it alone. And there are four very uncomfortable minutes. I don't know if she said minutes, minutes or scenes. Maybe she said four scenes. That are very uncomfortable. You definitely want to watch this movie alone. I was like, thank you for the warning. Yeah, don't and watch she was it right. with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, I don't even want to watch it. If I had a husband, I'd be like, I can't watch this with another person. Oh, I did watch that with my... I you did, did watch Saltburn with my husband. Oh, my God. How do we... I, I heard Perk talking about it, and I'm like dying laughing because some of the scenes are very... Hmm. Sexual. Yep. In nature, e, they are very sexual. They're very sexual. Yes. Uh, now, Perk, he filled in for Jason last week <laughs> on Jason and Alexis in the morning. He didn't watch the movie, Donna. Oh. So this is what we made him do. You just made him watch the scene? Yeah, we dropped <laughs> the needle at about, if you're playing the home game and you just want to drop the needle and have a live reaction to salt burn. Oh, my at God. around the 47-minute mark. Okay. And we just made Perk watch the scene with the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Uh, make that four scenes. Uh, yeah, what was... Oh, God. And we decided by we, Donna, I mean me and Alexis, by committee, <laughs> we decided that that was the most palatable scene for Perk to yes. watch and have a reaction to because there are other graphic scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh, take it next level. Now, that being said, I really, Donna, can we encourage that same exercise with Steve? Oh, my God, yes. Because yes, Steve 
Yes. who went by the former nickname Steve Pruderson Correct. at one point. I don't know if he's evolved out of that right. or he still maintains. Or Pastor Patterson. Yeah, Pastor yes. Patterson. And <laughs> yes. we can have that. Like, look, Steve, we're not asking you to watch this movie in its entirety. We're not even alone with your wife. I mean, definitely no kids allowed in the room. Oh, That's gosh. A, that is an after-bedtime yeah. major motion picture. This is uh, put a padlock on the door kind the, yeah. of situation. Yeah, you cannot come in. It's like when I tried to go into the room when my parents watched Pulp Fiction back in the day, and they literally pushed me out of the room. Oh, my God. I but, love it. But this. Now, we'll have to be... Mm, we'll have. I think that Steve could watch... The cemetery scene? Yeah. Okay. I think that, I think he can I handle think, that. I think that's the one that he can handle because I really, honest to goodness, don't think I think we would break his mind if we made him watch the scene with Oliver and Felix's sister in the garden. Oh God! I think we would just we don't have a budget for a therapy bill. Right. You're that right. We could do that. But Although this, the scene with the uh, unexpected visit from a guest at night. Uh huh. Uh, in one's room. Sure. That could also work. But I think the cemetery scene, Donna. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Of Saltburn. Yes. Pastor Prudison. Oh, all right. Watch it live. We're going to work on that tomorrow when he comes back. Real quick. Did you like the movie? Yes. I did, too. Yeah. I did. I thought it was a good story. Mm -hmm. So, all right. There you go. It is called Saltburn. You can see it on Amazon Prime. When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Well, Selena Gomez is addressing the gossip about her encounter with Timothy Chalamet and uh, Kylie Jenner. We'll tell you what she had to say when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Hey friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. Right, we're back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve is out though. He's feeling a little under the weather, so Holly Roberts been keeping me company. Oh, thank you Happy for being here. Slow dance with you, Donna. Aw, thanks. Watch your hands. <laughs> we got that middle school rule going. That's right. On. What is this saying? Like, uh, keep the Holy Spirit between you, as Steve was saying at his school dances. Hey, you two. Make sure you keep the Holy Spirit between you. Oh, man. Oh, Steve, we miss him. He'll be back tomorrow, we think. In the meantime, if you see something, you should say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So, tell me if you believe this or not, Holly. I'm sure you guys talked about it this morning, but Selena Gomez is attempting to, you know, put an end to all the gossip about um, that that behind-the-scenes um, visual we saw of her going up to Taylor Swift's table. Taylor was sitting there with um, What's-His-Face's wife. Um, help me out. Her uh, name is Her name is Kelly Sperry. Kelly Sperry. 
Okay. All right. Anyway, right. um, the let me just oh, say, Miles Teller's wife. Yes, thank Haley you, Sperry. Okay, got it. So, everyone thought that because this um this lip reader said that she went up and said he wouldn't take a picture with me, and then it looked like Kaylee said Timothy, and then so. All the speculation started. And then if you look at the video, it actually does look like that's what they're saying. Ooh. But I guess you that can also be planted in someone's brain. And now you've, you know, kind of been muddied by that. Well, Selena put out a, like some kind of statement and she just said, no, I told Taylor about two of my friends who hooked up. Not that that's anyone's business. Mm. And that's all she said. Yeah, she commented on an Instagram post about what they were saying that was published by E! News. And that's when she said no. Yeah, she just put it in the comment section. Hmm. Hmm. Your thoughts? Hmm. Now, Colleen Lindstrom was filling in this morning, and she brought up a good point. Okay. Like, let's do the gossip math. Okay. So, Timothy Chalamet, Timmy, is currently in a hot and heavy relationship with one Kylie Jenner. Correct. Kylie Jenner being the sister of one... Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. And who we, was the wife of Kanye West. And we all know that Taylor Swift does not have an amicable relationship with Kanye West or Kim Kardashian. Because she said in that Time interview that she gave late last year when she was honored for being Person of the Year by the magazine. Yes. That Kim Kardashian has never apologized to her. That they she was open to having a private conversation about all of that. Where, yes. where uh, Kim Kardashian called Taylor Swift a snake at yep. all. And, ed- and uh, Taylor said um, she edited the audio from that phone call to present it as if I was okay uh-huh. with things yep um so yeah so there's some bad blood there yeah i see what you did there thank you i love it that being said you know i want to believe selena gomez but now donna you have me thinking about it <laughs> now i'm really thinking about it and here's why i have corroborating evidence is that that was hot gossip at the golden globes yes that timothy chalamet denied taylor swift a photograph Selena. Mm-hmm. Or Selena, excuse me. Meaning that Kylie Jenner, all that stuff. I say that because now she commented on Instagram about it. Mm-hmm. And now Selena Gomez is like, I'm leaving social media. Yes! I'm leaving. I have more important things to prioritize in my life. And she made one of those announcements like she does. Selena Gomez is one of those people who likes to leave social media and she announces everybody instead of just going away. She tells everyone she's going away. Now, the only thing I have about that is like, maybe she has advertiser obligations on Instagram, on social media where she needs to declare that. I'm giving her grace there. However, she's totally talking about them. That's what I think. I really do. First of all, Timothy Chalamet is saying they're they're fine. They don't have any beef with each other. And I don't know who said it, but basically it was that she didn't even approach their table. Mm-hmm. I bet there's evidence that she did. Yeah. Well, but and why would he say no? Or was it Kylie Jenner who said, oh, not right now or no, thank you or whatever. Selena and Timothy Chalamet were in a movie together in 2019, I believe. And I think 
they may have even kissed in that movie. Ooh. I do not remember the name of the movie, but I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was, <laughs> since but, we all remember it so clearly. Yeah, but let's think about even furthering the gossip with this, because Selena Gomez was with Justin Bieber for a long time. And Justin Bieber allegedly, supposedly, at one point in time, was hooking up with Courtney Kardashian. <gasps> oh, yes. It, it, it was never really confirmed, but there was a lot of hot goss a number of years ago that those two were hooking up in Calabasas. Oh, right. And they were like going to church together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a tangled web. Mm. Oh, I totally believe smack was talked. They got caught. And now Selena Gomez doesn't want to deal with it anymore. I believe that too. I really do. Because it really looks like if you look at it, you're like, that, that is what she's saying. Yeah. There was a time when Taylor Swift, when Harry Styles was accepting an award or presenting or something, they went to her and Selena. They were sitting next to each other. And you see Taylor clearly say, Shut the bleep up about him. She goes, oh, shut up. Mm. Shut the F up is what she said. And you could read their lips. It's not that difficult. Right. Anyway, it was uh, some, uh, was it New York something? Rainy day in, I don't don't know what it was called. A rainy day in New York. Oh, were they in that? Is that the Woody Allen movie? The Woody Allen movie that was, ooh, just even watching the trailer gave me secondhand embarrassment. Really? Yeah, it looked... uh, Yeah, I don't think it did great. I don't even think it was released. It may have been released in the United States. I would have to double check that. But that movie was made right when a lot of conversations were made. Yeah, all the abuse and the documentary that came out uh, regarding Dylan Farrow and uh, the abuse she allegedly experienced at the hand of Woody Allen. Anyways, that movie got caught up in all of that. But just by the trailer alone, it looked really awkward and just, yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And it's just very curious. Like you could see them in in a a still from the movie. Like they know each other, Timothy Chalamet and and Selena Gomez. And if they had a kiss, it like why? It's just strange that she would go up to him and ask for a picture. It would be. I don't know. Yeah. It's just. It's all awkward. Selena's taking a beat. She's not doing social media anymore. Selena, you take your beat. And she'll be back in a week. It's fine. Speaking of the beat. Uh, We've got the beat music news coming up after a dirt alert with Mike Holly. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, Anytime. All right. Uh, And we hope Steve feels better. But it's uh, me and Mike when we come back on my talk. One oh seven one. Don't go away.